0: You're listening to The Foreign and International Medical Graduate Show, a podcast to inspire physicians in the process of immigration to the United States and access to graduate medical education. We create meaningful and helpful content that motivates medical students and doctors throughout the world with the goal of creating a community that supports itself and gives feedback to each other, that stays updated with the most recent tips and advice on how to make it in America Also, we'll analyze the current resources available and how to benefit from them. Thanks for joining us. Please enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. And here we are with Dr. Ferney Paez olmos He's been now a very frequent guest to our show, and we're extremely happy to have him over. Right now, he's uh, located in my hometown of Bucaramanga, Colombia, and he has agreed to come and have a little chat about what it's been like so far his interviewing process. As you guys know, we brought Ferney in episode number two and three of our podcast and we started speaking back then on about a step one, a step two, a step three, and then we we kind of been following his path and he's been extremely successful and and I'm just so thrilled and so proud of having had gotten to know him and know that he has been extremely successful. So Ferney, again, thank you for being here. Welcome back.
2: Thank you, Dr. Saru. It's really a pleasure to be with you today, and thank you for having me today.
1: You know, your episodes have been remarkably successful. Some of them have four, or 500 downloads, and uh, we are going to go back almost a year to this date that you were here in the United States. So it's been a year since you've been here, and it's been a year of productions. Our first year anniversary is going to come around December 29th, so I'm really happy that you've been part of this from the very, very beginning.
2: It's amazing this whole experience with this podcast and with the process of the USMLE with the interview and ERAS and, and the match.
1: Well, that's why we have you here today. So tell us what, what it's been like. I know that I hope you write in a fantastic letter of recommendation because uh, you and I worked together and then you kind of started the, doing the, the interviewing process. Let's start from the beginning. What have you learned this far?
2: Oh, I have learned from, from this whole experience that uh, you have to be positive, you have to be committed to the goal, and you have to, to be a, a perseverance person, and you have to keep doing. You have to keep doing and keep practicing, keep trying to do your best, and this way I know I will get my goal.
1: I know you've been practicing a lot in your English, I, and you have a personal English course, is that correct?
2: Yes, doctor. I have been working on my English every day, Uh, one hour every day. I have been practicing. She's a a beautiful girl from Oregon, U.S. She has been helping me with my English and she is trying to to reduce my accent, my Colombian accent. And I think she's doing pretty well. And also she's helping me to study to the interviews and and practicing the, the interviews questions. So we are doing good.
1: So how's been your process this far? Tell us. Logging into the eras and we, you know we spoke in the past about doing a podcast on creating your application but the days went by and we never really got it loaded up and you know the interview and load up part of the of the process went by but then what happened after that? How how does it work for for everybody this year?
2: Well, well, it has been a weird season. Everybody uh, say the same thing because uh, because covid because uh, the dates, the deadlines were uh, move. Uh, I think the process has been weird because uh, the interview uh, process is virtual, and um, many people have been like trying to get interviews, but many of them uh, they have not get any interview yet. Interview yet. So it's been weird. Because that, because uh, probably uh, American medical graduates are getting uh, a lot of interviews, but international medical grad- graduates not. They are not getting anything. So it's it's weird. It's different. So I believe uh, everybody is uh, trying to get well with the process, uh, with the current process, and trying to learn about how this process can be be a virtual. Also, I, in the past two interviews that i made, the attendees and the program uh, director said the same thing, like, oh, we are just learning. We are trying to do this well. And I know uh, sometimes there are so many difficulties in the way. So we have to, to try to work in that and get well and do the best with these interviews.
1: Crazy. So this comment that you just made that international medical graduates are not getting that many interviews, is that your personal feeling? Or actually is this a comment or a common factor of the people that you know in the environment of applications? Are they saying that they're not getting enough interviews? Where are you getting this information from?
2: Yes, uh, well, I am, I am in a, in a group is uh, from this telegram where mostly... 1,000 uh, international medical gra- graduates that apply for different uh, specialties. Uh, they are like chatting every day and they are sharing this feeling that international medical graduates, they are not getting enough uh, interview invitations. Most of them, only one, only two, and many, many of them, no one, no a single interview invitation. Wow. Yeah. So I feel blessed because um, I have uh, at this moment get six interview invitations around the, the US for my my specialty for psychiatry. And um, I feel blessed uh, um, and I want to do my best with these interviews. Wow, you've been lucky. Six interviews.
1: I always knew you had some sort of hidden talent. <laughs> That's great for me. So... Let's say you applied a month ago, a month and a half, two months ago, and how long did it take you to hear back from these people, from the residency coordinator or who contacted you and how was the process? Guide me slowly how, how it happened for you. Let's say for interview number one, what was the process like?
2: Well, it takes like uh, two weeks, like 15 days uh, to hear s- something from the yeah, from ERAS. Uh, I, I got the, the invitation by ERAS calendar. So I I just uh, schedule it and it, it went well. It was in uh, at Lincoln Hospital in New York.
1: And do they send you a link or do you get a formal email? They say, you, hey, Dr. Frenet, welcome to our residency program. We look over your application and it looks really strong. We would like to invite you. How did it work out?
2: Yeah, it was... Uh, in, in that way, like, oh, we um, check your into your application, and we are so happy that you are interested in this uh, psychiatry program. So we are so happy to offer you an invitation to interview with us. And they gave me the the date. Yeah. In this first interview, they don't let me choose the date, so they just said. Uh, this day, and that's it. And I took it, and I scheduled it, and I did it. It was on, uh, when was it? November twenty. It was my first one.
1: November the 20th. So your feeling is that they're not being very flexible. I know you have gotten six. Are they being more flexible now, or do they remain by giving you just that one slot of time, and you just have to kind of figure your life around it.
2: Well, I, in only two two interviews invitation, they let me uh, choose the dates. The one from El Paso, Texas Tech program, uh, they offered me different uh, dates uh, in December and in November. I took, I took the day was in on December eighteenth. And um, the other one was in New Mexico. The University of New Mexico, they offered me many, many, many dates. And they just, like, sent the invitation to, to, the, to the whole applicants that they choose uh, to be interview. And it was this, uh, what is this called? I don't remember. They use a, a, a sentence, uh, a, a term for this, that if you enter... Uh, in the first place and you got at the interview spot, you got it. If not, I'm sorry.
1: So priority, uh, like they give you a priority list. Uh, first come, first serve is what they say. First yes. come, first serve. So the yes. first one that decides to sign up for is the first one that will get it. So you need it to be on your toes.
2: Yes. Yes. Uh, Fortunately, I am working from home. So I am working in in telemedicine, by telemedicine with COVID-19 patients. So I am on my computer my whole day. So after I just received that invitation, I run to the ERAS and I schedule it immediately. So I assume
1: that you are always either on the cell phone or the computer. And you're just like, oh, my God, I just got an interview and you just kind of drop whatever you're doing or wrap it up really quick and just kind of sign up for whatever you got to do on your personal uh, application or what? Yes, Uh, yes.
2: When I am with any patient, I am trying to to rush a little bit uh, my call because I am calling them. Uh, and after that I run to 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 say, Oh yeah, I've received the invitation, I accept this invitation, and I and after that I run and and I try to change my window and go to the US and schedule it.
1: So do you run run towards your wife and tell her, Hey honey, I got another interview and just jump because I remember I got an interview and I was so happy about it. Did you get emotional or how do you take it? He-
2: Yeah, actually, it's an emotion. Every single uh, interview invitation is a happy thing. But with this um, first come, first serve, you have to be like quickly. So sometimes I don't have time to celebrate. I just run to schedule it. After that, I figure out that, wow, I got an invitation from this hospital or from this program. I can't believe it. But just after I schedule it. Because if not, I probably will be uh, celebrating something that is not on my pocket. So I have to do it.
1: What do you advise um, your colleagues that are going through the same situation right now? What what do you tell them? Keep the computer open, be on your toes, get ready to kind of take whatever they give you and and go with the flow?
2: Yes, actually try to be in some place where Internet is available 24-7. And um, try to be uh, like reviewing your emails and your ERAS Dutch, Dutch board, and see if you get some, uh, you know, some message or some invitations from ERAS or from different apps that they are uh, using like Thalamus or actually I got my last interview. I got it directly from the program coordinator to my email. They don't use any. ERAS or Thalamus or any other application. They just send me the email and and contact me dearly uh, by email. Everyone has to be focused and, and they have to be with their electronic devices, uh, checking on them very frequently in the way that they will not lose any opportunity.
1: What do you think is the time zone affecting the people that live in Europe or in the Middle East or in Australia? Do you think they need to be awake at 3 o'clock in the morning their time? Or what do you think they're going
2: through right now? Well, that's a tough question. I believe they have to be like, uh, I don't know, with uh, a strong sound or a strong uh, notification sound uh, from their devices in the way that they can just wake up and run and schedule the interview.
1: In your personal case, for your interview in El Paso, they're three hours behind the Eastern time zone here in Florida. And I think right now, let's say it's 12 noon in the U.S. It's 11 a.m. in Colombia.
2: Uh, right here is
1: 12 as well. Oh, So with the, with the recent uh, light savings, it's 12. So when you get notified, probably you're ready for their office hours. When it's 8 a.m. in the United States and residency program coordinator is turning on her computer and starting to send an email, probably I would suspect that around... 11 a.m. is when you start seeing things pop up in your computer in your electronic uh, system.
2: Yes, sometimes that happened during the night because uh, I've received some uh, emails from uh, different states in in the western United States. So sometimes I've received during the night those uh, those emails, and I figure out, wow, why I've received this at seven. They are working until this hour? No. It's because they are in another hour time. You know? Different time zone. That's yeah.
1: crazy. Fernay. and I know that you have invested financially on your optimization of your computer system and a microphone. You just told me that you invested in a very nice microphone with a nice pop filter. And wow, that makes a huge difference, man. I, I'm just impressed by the quality of the sound. There is no reverberation. There is no feedback. I hear you super clearly. It's like right on my ears. I can hear every single word coming out of your mouth. And, and the computer that you're using is remarkably fast. So you made the choice of making a nice investment, huh?
2: Yes. When I started practicing for my interviews a month ago, almost two months uh, from now, I was trying to get the best quality of sound Uh Possible, and I bought these headphones that I have right now, um, where I am un- listen. Uh, I am un- this in, in uh, this interview with these uh, headphones, but the micro uh, didn't work well because it's just a a, a random and standard micro uh, from the headphones, so. I was trying to, to get something better, and I uh, did my research in uh, Amazon and on YouTube, and I got this Tonor TC777, and this is the most like professional micro for the less price. So, so it's the
1: cheapest with the highest quality available in the market for, yes. and, and I think it works fantastic. Yeah,
2: it's it's really good. You don't have to do anything. I just you just have to, have to like plug in, in your uh, USB port, and it works perfectly.
1: And uh, let's talk about what is the preparation when you get ready for the interview. Tell me what what do you do? I know you carry facial hair. Do you shave before? What do you put on? And do you wear your glasses or not? What is the background in the office? Do you tell your wife? Tell tell my son not to scream. Tell my mom, my dad, no one to come. Make sure nobody nobody rings in the doorbell. Take the dogs outside.
2: What do you do? Well, first of all, nobody is at home at that moment. Nobody. I am alone, and I said that because uh, yeah, I have a dog, and he sometimes like bark, and ve- and he's very loudly. So I was like. Thinking how to reduce the sounds around my home. And I think it works pretty well if you are like uh, windows closed, door closed, and nobody is at your home. And it it works really well.
1: Have the program directors complain of the sound or they cannot see you? Do they give you a little pep talk or an introduction when they're ready to start? Or they just kind of take off and go with what you
2: got? Yeah, they, they don't complain anything about uh, your screen or about the light, but I, I was uh, really careful about that, and I just check from different uh, friends uh, that they are in the U.S. Like, like you, doctor, and also I pay an interview, a mock interview from Doctor Ed. Do you remember the case yeah, that you awesome. had? Yeah, Ed. He's
1: Ed. awesome. Yeah, he's
2: awesome. And I interviewed with, with him and he helped me a lot with my answers and he helped me a lot with the feedback about the background, about the light. And I bought this lamp that is similar to the Pixar lamp, you know, the, the movies, Pixar. Yeah. So I can't regulate the light and I can uh, and I had I don't have a turned on right now because it will be like kind of hot. But it works pretty well with the light. And he also helped me with the background. And I mark my ECFNG certify, my medical degree, a photo from my uh, military service, and some photos from my family. So I think they re- they works really well. They work really well.
1: So taking advantage of the fact that you just mentioned Varun Gawal. He has been in our show before and he dedicates himself to coach people in interviewing skills. And you said that you had a phenomenal experience with that and it was worth the time, right?
2: Yes. Every single penny. And it's not expensive at all. all. It's like 50 bucks, but he is extremely professional. He is a really good advisor and he really uh, takes uh, the time to listen to you, to practice the interview, and after that, an awesome feedback, and and he is really helpful.
1: Well, guys, please contact Dr. Agawal. I'm going to leave his contact at the very bottom so you can reach out for them. In, in this world of uh, IMGs and connecting with the right people, I think we need to consider to really spend the money where it's worth it. So. To my friend, Dr. Agawal here, a big shout out from the Foreign and International Medical Gravity Podcast. And, uh, Ferney, what's next? I know you had a great experience. Uh, What was your outfit? What did you wear for the interview? What was your dress code?
2: Always uh, tie a formal uh, shirt and my coat. So I have tried to be very formal and not use any like wear Hairstyle, just my my normal style, kind of my military style, so I like it. Yeah, I have not shaved. I just trimmed my uh, my beard a little bit because I, I don't like uh, when I shave. Sometimes it gave me a rash, mm-hmm. so I, I I don't do it very frequently. I haven't do it in two years. So that's my style, and um, I am trying to to look formal, I behave very well on the interviews.
1: Without, without getting too deep, tell me, what are they asking you? What have been the tough questions, the not very so tough, and what are the silly, most common questions that you've been asked this far?
2: Well, I believe one of the the silly ones, but is uh, the most important question that they have asking me is, tell me about yourself. Because uh, they want to know you. They want to get more information about you that is not on your CV, so... This is a silly question because you will get it in every single interview, and it's a tough one because you have to, uh, you have two minutes or three minutes to say amazing things about you in, in the way that they will get more interested in, in you as a resident. So you really have to to work hard and try to to do a, a good presentation of yourself in those two minutes.
1: Oh, wow, very well said, Fernand. What else do they ask you? Anything else you can tell the guys out there, like secrets from the
2: underground? Well, I have frequently meetings with my friends from our university, Dr. Uh, Universidad Industrial de Santander, right here in Santander, Colombia. My friend John Freddy and my friend Laura, they are also applying in this season. John Freddy is applying like for three different specialties and Laura, she is applying to internal medicine. And they had already some interviews and they shared me some questions, uh, like really crazy questions, like, oh, tell me if you could choose a superpower, what it will be, and why? So that's crazy. And I believe my friend, Jeremy Freddy, said like, oh, I, I want to have the superpower to read fast. He said, yeah, because I want to, to enjoy the book in only one day and get all this information in only one day. So that's that's a crazy question. One of the most difficult interviews methodology is when the interviewer don't ask you anything. And he starts saying like, do you have a question? Ask me. Obviously, you have to be prepared to ask uh, some questions and you have two or three. But after those two or three, they continue saying, ask me another question. Wow. So it's getting difficult and difficult after 10 or 15 minutes because you don't have any more Prepare uh, to ask about, so it's like really difficult.
1: Do you think they want you to know more about the program and what they have to offer? They want you to make sure, they want to make sure that you actually went into the website and that you read the stuff, or what do you think they're looking for?
2: Yeah, I think they are looking for, like, if you are trying to ask meaningful questions about the program, And if you are really interested, they are trying to know that if you are really interested in the program. Uh, And also they are trying to know if you like spend the time on the website and and trying to to know more about the program. If you uh, read from something else or if you got information from somebody else about this program, if you did that, you will probably, you will, Uh, give you some extra points.
1: Wow, tricky, tricky. And what is the time for the interview? Do they give you 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour? And how many people do you get to talk to?
2: The normal, well, I I already took uh, two interviews. The first one, they were only three, the program director, one attending, and the chief resident. And they gave me, Thirty minutes every every interview, but my second interview it was a little tough. The interview was the whole day with six different persons. So they were like the chairman, the program director, two or three attendings, and the chief resident. And they gave me twenty-five minutes uh, to answer every interview.
1: Wow. So it was pretty much a whole day that you had to spend with them in the computer. And wow, not to be interrupted and to keep the concentration. How did you get to manage your nerves?
2: The best way to release uh, the stress of these interviews is practice. It's practicing every day, practicing uh, every single day of, of the week and just try to be yourself. They really want to know you. They really want to get who you are so you don't have to be worried because they will not ask you something crazy something and um, odd i believe they just want to uh, to get the chance to know you and see if you fit with the residency program and uh, they just want to get like the best candidates uh, for their positions so I believe uh, you just have to be relaxed and try to enjoy the interview.
1: Well, this has been awesome. Thank you for all this insightful information. By the way, Ferné, you know that uh, the Foreign International Medical Graduate podcast is all about foreigners and international medical graduates like you and I. And no, I have no hard feelings, but uh, a couple months ago, someone said that she was feeling really tired and bored of hearing people with an accent coming to this show. And this is uh, targeted to that person and everybody out there. And give you a reality check, like, come on, give me a break, people. We immigrants all have an accent. Call it coming from Latin America, Europe, Australia, England. If you want to be the bland, regular American citizen that speaks the same boring English This country would be remarkably boring. Please remember that 23.3% of the doctors in the United States are foreigners like me. And no matter what, after having had been here for 21 years, I have not been able to get rid of my accent. It has gotten better, but it will never be the same as an English-spoken, American-born person. So... Don't take, it, don't take it personal, this, this message goes to that person. And if you don't wanna to listen to the show because we have an accent, believe me, most of us will have an accent. So no hard feelings at all, but uh, feedback is appreciated. And uh, that's what we're here for because we try to relate with people that are our same level, that are struggling and going through the hassles and have been going through hassles over the years. And, and that's who we are and that's the identity that we foreign medical graduates bring to this country so i really appreciate the feedback keep it coming it makes me stronger better and we're not going to change what we're doing and on that aspect i'm not going to bring here polished perfect spoken people because it's not going to be the case once in a while we have an an american that comes and gives us some phenomenal advice but in, in this case guys please understand the current situation having said that uh ferney i understand where you're coming from this has been amazing. What is the best thing that could happen for you at the end of 2020? And what would be the perfect Christmas gift that this process could bring to you during all these years and money that you have spent working for this so hard?
2: Well, first of all, doctor, I just want to comment something about the advice that you receive. I believe it's really tough to be doctor in the United States. And not uh, get well along with the accents because in American, in United States, there are I don't know thirty, forty percent or foreigners living in the U.S. So in in some places like El Paso, like Texas, New Mexico, Colorado, you will be with a lot of with a lot of Spanish speaking patients, and not only not only in in those like Mexican. Uh, uh, states that they were from Mexico, and also in other places like uh, Cleveland, New York. Those places are full of immigrants, so you have to be to get well along with with the with other accents because this is the way and that that the United States is currently. So, if you want to be a good doctor in the U.S., you have to to get used. To listen these other accents so
1: we're all inclusive here at the foreign and international medical graduate podcast you know we're brown we're white we're yellow we are black we are tall we're short we're fat everybody's welcome and we don't really segregate anyone on any aspect Uh, i'm very much uh, uh liberal on that on that type of uh, uh, thought process and I'm not trying to be a politician, but just just remember, we immigrants make a difference in the care of the United States and we're gonna continue growing and getting better and stronger because together we go stronger. And so what's the present that this
2: year could bring you? Well, for me, the best present that I can give from Santa Claus in this uh, Christmas, I believe is to get more interviews. I already have five, but Well, five and another one on a wait list. But I believe if I get a couple of more, like two or three, my chances of March will increase from 50 to almost 80, 90, 100%. So between more interviews, the chances will increase. I will be so happy uh, to receive the good news on March.
1: And I know you are about to have another baby, number two, after like ten years of uh, having had waited for this moment. So this is gonna be amazing, huh?
2: Yes, we are uh, expecting uh, this uh, girl. This it's a girl. I hope she will be born at the. I think it's the last week of December.
1: Wow. Well, you're gonna be a busy man, Ferney. Thank you so much. This has been awesome, pretty relaxed conversation. I just wanted to bring so far your experience and what it's been like. And I know you've been somehow extremely successful. And I wish you the best, my man, because uh, I want to see you as a, an attending here in the United States as a psychiatrist. And you, your family, deserve it. And, and just good luck in this immigration process, my man.
2: Thank you, doctor. I will keep myself working really hard in this whole process and i will continue working on on my interviews and i'm trying to get more questions and and trying to be a better candidate and i know for sure with your help and with the help of all of my friends that has been involved in this process i will get much in this uh, in this season
1: never give up Renee. never give up you have never done so so Thank you for listening, everybody. So the Foreign and International Medical gravity Podcast says goodbye for now. And thank you for listening. Goodbye now.